224 million learners have their education disrupted because of crises around the world. And climate change poses even greater risk, impacting nearly half of the world's children. Risk management, therefore, is part of the foundation of a quality education. The moment you work in climate risk areas with countries that have huge refugee population that are already in extreme poverty or in an active armed conflict, you have to embed risk management in every single activity, selection process, uh, and also in your response. Yasmin Sharif is the executive director of Education Cannot Wait, the United Nations Global Fund for Education in Emergencies and Protracted Crises. In this episode of Plan Ed, we will talk about how to integrate risk management in educational planning. Plan Ed is a podcast from UNESCO's International Institute for Educational Planning, which takes you inside education systems to learn about the policies and strategies helping to create a more equitable and sustainable future in and through education. I'm Alexandra Waldhorn. IAP's mission is to strengthen the capacities of ministries of education to plan and manage their systems. And risk management is a large part of this. It's about making sure that there are measures in place to help countries anticipate a variety of risks and hazards, to mitigate their impact, and ultimately to protect the education and learning of all, including the most vulnerable. Martin Benavides, the director of IAP UNESCO, was Minister of Education in Peru at the onset of COVID-19, which appeared about a month after he took the position. COVID was a shock, and he told me it shone a spotlight on the necessity of risk management. We, at that time, uh, were forced to to take decisions that were never taken before. So at that time, we learned very directly that systems need to be prepared for emergencies, We were not prepared. Also, in that context, there is always the opportunity for innovation, which is good, and we innovate a lot in a very reduced time. But in general, with better preparation, the impact for children will be lower. And we were not prepared, so the impact for children was high. In spite of all the efforts, we did all the innovations that were developed to close schools is something that we need to avoid in the future. And at that time, because we didn't know the impact of the pandemic, uh, the only solution that we had at the beginning was to close the schools and to change completely the, the system and, and do a lot of innovation that are, are good to have now. But the impact for children was very high. I think that for the future and for avoiding the risk for children, the system and needs to be very well prepared on the management of risk. Leonora McEwen leads IAP UNESCO's work on crisis-sensitive educational planning, and she explains the need to reduce risks in the face of crises not only like the recent pandemic, but the increasing reality of climate change. So rehabilitating school buildings damaged by climate change-induced natural hazards is very costly. It's not a cost-effective way to use already scarce resources. And we also know that the more educated people are, the more they are able to prepare for and recover from crises. And this is particularly true for girls that are educated. 
Over the next two decades, an estimated 200,000 climate disaster-related deaths could be prevented if every child received a full secondary school education by 2030. So really, children and youth need to have access to education so they can learn to mitigate global warming, but also keeping learners learning and teachers teaching is essential for everyone's well-being and for the well-being of the planet. IAP UNESCO supports member states to respond to risks, but also to anticipate, prepare, and quickly react to them. Some countries like South Sudan embed risk management into their education sector plan. This involves identifying and analyzing the risk to education and using data and information from the humanitarian and environmental sectors to demonstrate and understand the impacts that risks have on education. Based on this risk analysis, ministries can define programmatic measures to mitigate those impacts and protect education and its communities. And other countries like Jordan develop a specific risk management strategy for education sector. His Excellency Dr. Azmi Mahafsa, Minister of Education, Higher Education and Scientific Research in Jordan and Chairperson of Jordan National Commission for Education, Culture and Science, talks about why and how Jordan has worked to develop crisis-sensitive planning. Jordan faces a range of natural and human hazards that can have a direct impact on education. These include biological, weather, border, and cyber risks, as well as food insecurity from floods and drought. All of these risks are, of course, made worse by climate change and can disrupt the educational process and lead to lower educational success and cause negative psychological and social impacts on our students. This was the case during the COVID-19 pandemic. Our goal as the Ministry of Education is to raise the level of safety and increase resilience in the education sector. For this reason, in cooperation with the National Centre for Security and Crisis Management and with the support of UNESCO and IIEP, we have launched a new crisis and risk management strategy for the period from 2023 to 2027. The minister spoke to Rania Barakat from the UNESCO office in Amman, Jordan, about how the strategy is being implemented. The strategy was developed in consultation with stakeholders from all regions in the kingdom and is based on scientific evidence. Its main pillars are enabling systems and management, safe learning facilities, school safety and educational continuity management, and risk reduction and resilience education. There are three steps to ensure the implementation of the strategy. First, institutionalizing crisis and risk management at all levels of the educational system in Jordan. A risk management department has been established to implement and follow up on the crisis and risk management strategy and to define responsibilities and coordinate its implementation. Secondly, the ministry is working on developing an operational and communication plan for crisis and risk management, in addition to developing guidelines for the directorates of education on how to deal with risks. The operational plan outlines the roles and responsibilities per activity and the expected financial costs. The communication strategy will determine the ways to reach different target groups to make them aware of what is happening and to coordinate with education partners so that they can provide support and resources to everyone. 
Finally, we must develop a framework for monitoring and evaluating the strategy by identifying indicators and data collection tools so we can track our progress and identify obstacles. How do you hope to see the education sector evolve over the coming years due to all these important efforts in risk management? Prevention and crisis response are fresh in our minds as we realize the extent of the impact of the crisis from the COVID-19 pandemic especially on children's well-being and the scale of learning loss. We have learned a lot of lessons. We hope that the risk management strategy will foster a culture of crisis and risk management across all educational levels. This includes creating a safe learning environment and facilities for students, educational and administrative staff, and the school community. It also means that students, educational and administrative staff, and school communities are resilient and have the ability to face and withstand risks. We believe that consultation is critical for risk management. Again, IAP UNESCO Director Martin Benavides. This includes consulting actors across different sectors, including the disaster management sector, environmental authorities or health authorities, to name a few. We also cannot forget to include creative thinkers and innovators, and we must seek input from children and youths who are concerned for their futures. Our approach is to build first to build resilience um, among uh, the children, the youth, local civil society organizations, schools, educators. So that's the very, very key. Yasmin Sharif is the executive director of Education Cannot Wait. It recently launched ECW's 5x5 campaign to call on five donors to commit $5 million each to fully fund ECW's multi-year resilience program in South Sudan, which responds to the climate crisis, influx of refugees, and other protracted crises. It provides children with the protection, hope, and opportunity of a quality education. Through our partnership with UNESCO in South Sudan, we also support the Ministry for the Strength and its EIE uh, data management system because this will allow the Ministry to make evidence-based and risk-informed decisions on how to manage education with the risk management approach across the country. Can you share some of the other inspiring initiatives and best practices that your fund has supported to help education systems cope with emergencies? Well, let me take it at the more sort of the policy level. Education Cannot Wait has endorsed a comprehensive school safety, CSS framework, that has been developed by the Global Alliance for Disaster Risk Reduction and Resilience in the Education Sector, which is currently led by uh, UNESCO. And uh, we have also welcomed a new updated version of the CSS framework because it pushes us all to take on all hazards, risks, um, and the risk management that we see in our work. And we use it as a tool, a key tool, for all partners to ensure safe spaces for children in school. And here also I would say the Safe Schools Declaration is another tool in managing risks. We also look into, we have invested in anticipatory action so that we can ensure early warning alerts and emergency triggers. Uh, and that's a key approach 
to managing risk. I also would like to stress, since we are a global fund managing billions of dollars, that we have a very strong risk management approach to fiduciary risks, because these are taxpayers' money, and therefore we undertake an extremely hard due diligence process as part of our risk management um, towards the, the funding that we receive also from uh, private sector. So failing to act to protect education for all comes with an extremely high price. We're faced with many challenges today in our world. Yasmin, how do you think we can turn today's challenges, though, into opportunities? Well, I think, you see, everything requires funding. It requires funding, creativity, uh, a strong sense of empathy towards the context where risks are overwhelming. But to be able to ensure prevention mitigation and address towards the risks. These things are not just done organically, naturally, without any need for tools, for human resources, for material. I mean, everything costs. So I would say that the opportunity we have uh, with the wealth that exists in the wealthier parts of the world in comparison to those countries in which we invest Uh, If that could be better used more efficiently, we could improve risk management in reality and in practice on the ground. Managing risks requires resources, but it also requires data. Having and using the right data and information is key. But in many places today, data is only used for responding once a disaster hits. What's missing is the use of data information that helps guide education systems away from the epicenter and towards preventing, preparing, and minimizing the impact of crises on education. Using data on where schools are located, where students live, where there are early warning systems, and whether there are essential first aid materials in schools are all puzzle pieces we need to systematically use to safeguard education. This is Plan Ed a podcast from IIEP UNESCO. You can find more information on how to integrate risk management and educational planning on our website, www.iiep.unesco.org. Join us next time for more insight into the policies and strategies helping to create a more equitable and sustainable future in and through education. Education.